You know, even being in the punishing cell, I felt myself connected to all the Jews of the world. And, they, and KGB did everything to, uh, to disconnect me. Hello and welcome back to the Corrent Podcast. After our last incredible episode with Sherry Mandel, we're so excited to be back with yet another episode that we're sure is going to blow you away. That's right. This week is an episode that we've been excited for for quite a few weeks now um, to bring you and we can't wait for you to hear it. We wanted to dedicate an episode to the theme of journeys and we couldn't think of two better guests to discuss this. Then our guests in this episode, Natan Sharansky and Rabbi Dr. Sharon Shalom, both of whom have incredible journeys that you'll hear about today. Yes, uh, I'm not sure they answered any of our questions directly, um, but the journeys that these two men have been on um, in their lives and to bring them to Israel uh, are both incredibly inspiring. Um, and we were tremendously privileged uh, to have the opportunity to sit down with these two um, luminaries um, and sit back and watch their incredible conversation that really came from a place of, of true mutual admiration and respect. Before we start, we're sponsored this week by webyeshiva.org. Join Rabbi Chaim Bromander and other world-class Torah teachers at webyeshiva.org. You can sign up for their free, live, and fully interactive online courses and classes, or apply to the Advanced Halacha Mastery Program for men and women. Choose from over 20 hours of interactive weekly shiurim in Tanakh, Gemara, Halakha, Jewish thought, and more, taught by their amazing teachers, or access thousands of hours of archived courses. WebYeshiva.org continues the decades-long work by Rabbi Brovinder as a pioneer of Torah learning for everyone, everywhere. Visit WebYeshiva.org today. Log in and learn. So, Season 3, Episode 2, let's go. Shalom from Jerusalem and welcome back to the Koran Podcast. We're recording today here in the Kiryat Moria campus, where we are delighted and honoured to be joined by true, true legends of the Jewish people to discuss together our topic for today, Journeys. Our first guest is Rabbi Dr. Sharon Shalom, author of the new book, Dialogues of Love and Fear, published by Magid Books. Rav Sharon was born in a Jewish community in North Ethiopia and today is a teacher, author and community rabbi in Kiryat Gat. We will get to hear more about Rav Sharon's incredible journey shortly. Our second guest is Natan Sharansky, activist, author, politician and legendary Jewish leader. Born in the former Soviet Union, Natan's story is undoubtedly familiar to many, if not all of our listeners. However, we hope today to gain new insights and inspiration from his incredible journey. Now, before we start, I'll just mention that I've had the pleasure of speaking to Rav Shalom several times over the past couple of years, but we've never actually met. While I did want to confess that Natan, I've actually met you previously, but we've never spoken. About 12 years ago, having spent three weeks in a field in Wales leading a Bnei Akiva summer camp, I went straight from the campsite to the airport via home for a quick shower to fly to Israel for a friend's wedding. As I took my seat on the plane, I realized that sitting down next to me was none other than Natan Sharansky. After three weeks in a field and a general sense of awe for the legend sitting next to me, I chose the best course of action that 22-year-old me could think of, I shut my eyes and slept for the next five hours. So thank God today, together with Alex, I'm delighted to get a second chance. So Natan and Rav Shalom, thank you so much for joining us on the Quran Podcast today. If our conversation will not make you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no. Conversation with you, Natan Sharansky, is never... Uh, 
Okay, okay, let's, <laughs> no, let's, no, no. let's start. It's not, it's not a yeah. challenge there, right? We, we, we shouldn't be trying. Um, so as Aria said, um, most, if not all of our listeners um, are probably familiar with your personal journeys here, Mr. Sharansky. Um, and I'm sure all of our listeners are familiar with the story in general um, of Ethiopian Jewry uh, and of the Aliyot of Jews from Ethiopia uh, to Israel. Um, but could you share with us your personal journey, uh, your personal story of Aliyah to Israel, uh, Rav, Rav Sharon? Okay. First of all, I just, uh, let me to share, to share my, my exciting here. I'm very exciting. It's what, what happened here around the table is a miracle. It's a miracle. You know, I, I, I mostly, I going to cry. You know, to see you here, Nathan Sharansky, and both of you, you know, I, you, are you from where you England. England. England, yeah. London. Exactly. With the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> no, Almost. showing, no showing. <laughs> and you are from? Also from London. Ah, oh, from London, yeah? yeah? Yeah. And Russia, Ethiopia. And, and we now sitting around the table yeah. in Jerusalem. You know, I'm so excited. So, you know, have someone, he's a French uh, sociologist and historian, George Friedman, he wrote, the Jewish people has a history like no other people. I will say, I once wrote that the Jewish were an accident of history. Something that does not jive with the accepted laws of history. I just want to ask you, let me, before I, I tell you my story, what the thing in among Jewish people that changed them to be something supernatural? <laughs> this moment is amazing. Well, uh, thank you, Rav Shalom. And I uh, uh, think your excitement reminds me how we Israelis forget or stop being excited by that miracle inside of which we live. It's really in gathering of exiles, exiles is a miracle. And uh, our history is combined with the, the history of Israel. That's exactly the implementation of that great covenant which we got on, uh, the, on Sinai. And you're asking what makes us so special in history. That's exactly this, this feeling that we uh, got a special mission to be Orlegaim, to be uh, the light for the nations, and uh, uh, to be obsessed all the, your life, whatever life you have, wherever you are, with the idea of tikkun olam, of seeing the world as a better place, to be obsessed all the time how to keep our identity and our desire of freedom together. And that's exactly our message to all the other people. And because we are obsessed with these eternal things, uh, it keeps us busy through these thousand years. And even if we are, if we are absolutely assimilated tribe in Soviet Union, or we are lost tribe deep in Africa, then we are Obsessed with the same idea. That's why our prayers are the same prayers. Our aims are the same aims. And our meeting uh, in, uh, in Jerusalem is so powerful. 
you know, thank you so much. Thank you. you But know. now I, all, I, I think you know, I'd like, yeah. I'm impatient to hear a story because yeah. I was in Ethiopia many yeah. times in different capacities. Yeah. And I was at the beginning of this path from which people start, start going from Gondor, uh, thousands of miles uh, to meet with the airplanes which will take them to Israel. And each time when I hear these specific stories uh, of this long traveling, I'm very excited. And I'm almost as excited as when, at that moment, when I myself with Operation Shlomo landed on one of the airplanes and saw this unbelieving, unbelievable biblical picture of Jews coming from the depth of the centuries with the people from Jewish Agency and Mossad straight to the, our airplanes. Uh, wow, wow. We, we have to relax. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we have to relax. You know, uh, uh, I, I remember couple of, <coughs> a couple of years ago, I visited in, in Long Island in, in the States, and someone, uh, he quoted uh, something, uh, what happened um, after uh, Operation Moses in, uh, time, in New, York, New York Times, okay? Yeah. And he wrote like this, uh, Israel rescue of Ethiopian Jews was the first time in the annals of recorded history that white people went into Africa to bring blacked out for freedom and not slavery. And I was in shock because myself, I know that I never was in Ethiopia in slavery. Because I remember when my grandfather, he sit with us and he used to open the Bible, okay? And he promised and he, how the prophets in the Bible, they promised to us that in one day, God in gathering his people from all the world and he will bring them to Jerusalem, okay? And I used to ask him, grandpa, where will be this time? Where God promised, he's he, he going to fulfill his promise by prophets. And my grandpa, he used to answer to me, Nathan, how do you know? How you, you can't imagine how he answered to me? When God, yeah. he answered what? Now. No, now. We want Mashiach now. <laughs> We want, ah, you are Chabad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. When I grow up, I understood that also his grandfather promised him now. Yeah. When I grow up more, I understand and understood that each generation promised to the next generation now, now, during 2000 years of exile. Yeah. And when I think about that, and now we are here in Jerusalem. Yeah. I'm sitting now with Nathan Shansky. Okay? And, and I think it's, it's amazing. And I used to say that don't believe to Ethiopian when he telling you, and now don't believe him. And secondly, don't believe uh, to Nietzsche, philosopher Nietzsche. Yeah. He told us that hope is an illusion. Yeah. Hope is not an illusion. Hope is reality. Kol od balevav pnima, nefesh yehudi homia, od lo avda. And this is this table in proof proof that tikva is not 
is not uh, an illusion. Think about its reality. Yeah, well, that's what I uh, mean when I say that we stopped. Uh, we believe inside the miracle. Uh, Avital, my wife, told me that uh, when she came to Israel and uh, sent her hoping to join her in a few months and joined her 12 years later. But, and she came uh, knowing very little about uh, about everything, about our history, about our language. Uh, but and she started learning in Ulpan, in Ulpan Tzion, here in Jerusalem, about Yehuda Halevi, about all these generations of Jews who were dreaming and who were fighting but who never reached Israel. And she was all the time obsessed with this question. Why me, who is so disconnected, who knew practically nothing, why it is I who did reach Jerusalem after all these generations who were not disconnected, who prayed, who dreamt about it, uh, why is all this? And uh, in fact, that this question which she asked uh, rabbis and uh, people brought her back to Zorba because she discovered that there is a miraculous design, grand design of Kadosh Baruch Hu to bring all the Jews. And uh, it is really very important to understand that it happened in our generation because there is state of Israel, because there is such a unique solidarity of Jewish people. Soviet Jews could never come here if it wasn't the struggle of all the Jews of the world. And of course, Ethiopian Jews could never be brought from the midst of Africa uh, if there was not uh, the state of Israel with our secret services, with our Jewish agency, with all those institutions which we all like to criticize. And I myself, before I became the chairman of Jewish agency, I spent years in criticizing Jewish agency. <laughs> so it's natural. Uh, but uh, we should, even criticizing, even being upset with our own government, or with our own policy, we should never forget or lose this feeling that we are living inside this grand design and this great miracle. So I think if I can, if I can ask then, having both now lived in Israel for, for such a long time and both from different, literally different sides of the world, um, but both you know, yearning, desiring, really sort of aching to come here and suffering hugely in order to do so, now that you've been here for so long, um, how does Israel compare to what it was in your dreams, what it was in your visions? Like before you began your journeys to Israel, when you look back on that, how does it compare living here? Obviously, you know, we're entitled, you know, thankfully we're able to criticize our government freely. Thankfully we're able to complain about um, whatever we want to complain about as, as we live here. But how does it compare to how you imagined um, now that you've been in Israel and sort of both taken on incredible leadership roles within the country? Well, uh, uh, my, of course, my aliyah was very dramatic. In one day, I was taken from the prison of KGB, brought by the airplane to Berlin. They crossed the border between East and West. Uh, they met my wife, whom I didn't see for 12 years. Then uh, became straight to Israel, to uh, to the Kotel, together with all the people of Israel celebrating my my uh, my release, and so I 
no first hand what it is to go straight from hell to paradise. And naturally, when you are in paradise, when you are Hakim and Shavu, in the heavens, you can only go down. So now it's 35 years that they go down, 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 closer to the karka, to the surface. And when you're close to the surface, you can see things more real, you can see the problems, you can see uh, that the roads are not as straight and the rivers are not as big, uh, but uh, but you're still in paradise. I really feel myself in paradise. It's not exactly that paradise from my dreams in the punishing cell, but I think you'll ask probably uh, any Jew who, when he is in the next world, whether it is exactly that paradise that he thought, and he'll say, oh, but what about this, and what about this? So it's natural. The life is uh, much more complicated than your dreams. Uh, but if you always remember the proportions and uh, you can see the big picture, uh, you will never lose this uh, unique feeling that with all our problems, and we have a lot of problems, and with all our headaches, and with all our disappointments, not in the government, it's easy to be, everybody in the world is disappointed in the government, but in ourselves, in our effort to be one people, in our effort to be together, of course there are many things which disappoint, but we should never lose this connection with the big picture. Yes, we are in the center of the world, we are in the paradise. Okay. Oh, great. If I, uh, Nathan, uh, I continue. Your yeah, please. Perspective yeah. is uh, the midrashim in the in the uh, our sages uh, told us that even in God yeah. there is uh, a gap between between His dream and between what happened in reality. Yeah. Okay. And God he, he planned to create a nation, the world, yeah. uh, but when He began to uh, to create <laughs> the world, yeah. and even in God, yeah. I, I I don't tell. Tell this because our sages tell us. Yeah. I I can't tell. Okay, so we are human, mm-hmm. and I want to tell you that when I when we, when we were in Ethiopia, we saw how do you say Hasida is mean? Stock. Yeah. Stock, and we scream, Are 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 Shimela Shimela Agerachin Jerusalem Dena Shimela Shimela. Agerachin Yerusalem. It's mean, Chasida, Chasida, Timsiri, Shat Shalom, Yerushalayim. It's mean, talk, talk, please send our warm message to Jerusalem. Because we believe that in Jerusalem, all the building make of gold. And you're going to drink milk and honey and like paradise. And high, high expectation. And, you know, when we arrive here, There is high expectation, therefore there yeah. is high yeah. di- disappointment, okay? And first of all, you know, we're we looking after Jerusalem, Jerusalem of gold, and have, uh, after uh, uh, Operation uh, Moses, yeah. uh, about uh, 40 Kesim, Kesoch, spiritual yeah, yeah, leaders, yeah. they took by the, someone from our agency guy, Asuchnut, uh, yeah. uh, and he took them to Jerusalem. And each one look Jerusalem, yes. looking, looking, looking for, and and the last stop was in the plaza, in the hotel, and one case asked, 
יעקב, יעקב, איפה ירושלים? Where is Jerusalem? איפה ירושלים? And he said, we have been all day in Jerusalem. איפה בית המקדש? Where is the temple? And Yaakov pointed his, uh, his hand, there is. And when they understood this is Jerusalem, they fall in the ground and they begin crying like the children. Mm-hmm. I think this story can explain us the big disappointment, the crisis mm-hmm. between the dream and the, between the reality. Yeah. But as you mentioned, yeah. uh, Nathan, You know, if you can't see the whole pictures, okay, this is going yeah. you to be very shame, mm-hmm. very, uh, uh, you know, Depressing. disappointment, depressed, yes, <laughs> not good. And I think, you know, and I, uh, first of all, now, uh, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm rabbi yeah. in Ashkenazi community. Yeah. Uh, most of them Holocaust survivor, yeah. okay? And sometimes I, I hear people in Israel say, oh, and most of the Russian people, they yeah, come us, yeah? yeah? yeah. Hey, Russian people, they, most of them not Jewish. It's make me to be very angry. How you can yeah. say like this? After what happened to Russian Jewish, yeah. you can say, ah, there's no Jewish. And also when I, we come to here, say, Now, Ethiopian, you have to yeah. convert yourself to Judaism. You know, someone told me, no, I can't believe you. You are, you are my rabbi, but I can't believe you that you are uh, 100%, you are descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. I told him, why? And he said, because they are black. Yeah. First of all, I'm not black, I'm brown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, this is, make me to be little uh, disappointment Not because the gap between the dream and between the reality, yeah. but because this, uh, um, this um, meeting yeah. in hierarchy and, and uh, judge each others, this is what uh, bring us the reason, yeah. much of the reason, that second temple was destroyed. Yeah. And we went out of the exile. And well, yeah. continuing your thought about Jewish, not Jewish, it reminds me when, uh, when I, in my first years in Israel, and uh, after Operation Shlomo that I participated as an activist, uh, we, we created the Soviet Jewry Zionist Forum, like a limb organization for, in support of Soviet Jews. And it, of course, happened that it was not one. There were already organizations created by different parties, So we tried to be independent, but we, there were more than one organization. And then there was created this organization of Wallalim organization, which exists until now. And I became the chairman. And we had a challenge. Uh, there were a lot of Jewish groups of Ethiopian Jewry. And then when all these conversations were ever started, who they're Jew, are they really Jewish? I said, How dare you to have any doubts? Here are people who came from thousand years uh, from Africa. And immediately they created 15 different organizations disagreeing with one another. 
what better proof you need that they're Jewish? <laughs> so, of course, it is our way of life in Israel that we disagree with one another absolutely, that we are fighting one another, that we know for sure that our organization is right and that organization is wrong, uh-huh. that we are on the real path of Israel, <laughs> they're not, and only we all together, we are this Jewish civilization. So uh, that's okay. Great, great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So on, I mean, can I can I then ask? How, from, I guess from both of you, from your different perspectives, how do you think that, as as we started using Rav Sharon, you said at the beginning, we're all olim around the table. How and for those listening at home, you know, many of our listeners are either already olim or potential olim. Or how can olim from the West, from the former Soviet Union, from Ethiopia, come together and make real changes in Israeli society together for the better? Ethiopian culture, we first of all, uh, we use you give yeah. uh, honor yeah. to the uh, how do you say adults to the to the, uh, the elder, the elder, the elder, the elder, elder, elder. elder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are uh, Ari, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, give you honor. yeah. Well, that that was one of the problems, I think. Oh. Uh, Ethiopian jury, how I could word that they're coming with this clear, clear feeling that uh, those who know everything and those who have the right to decide it's elder generation. And because of this strange, strange station, when you're coming and the first who are absorbed, adopted, learned language are young, uh, and then there is a challenge. And I met, met with this in Jewish agency and before and after. But uh, as to how we can come together. First of all, we came together. Let's, let's, with all our disagreements, we, we all came and we came to the same place. Uh, now is, uh, and uh, we all have our ideas and so uh, How we can come together, uh, working together, by giving spa- enough space to everybody to bring his or her, ours unique uh, contribution to the culture, the philosophy, to the physical success uh, of the state. And uh, this understanding, that there must be enough room for the other, for people who came from different cultures and uh, from different traditions, that's something what is difficult to accept in the world, but definitely it's difficult to accept in such a small, small country which suddenly uh, consists of representatives of such different uh, diasporas, uh, different communities. So the first uh, condition is to give enough space to the other, believing that he or she can contribute no less than you. If you, okay, you feel that you are much stronger in uh, mathematics, but, <laughs> but, but because you have tradition of studying mathematics instead of Judaism. But they do have their own unique Judaism, which uh, proved itself much more strong than any other uh, uh, glue that you had, uh, and, of co- uh, and in culture and so on. And that, that is the first step, to give it enough place to the other. Uh, and then to, to see how these different interests or different contributions are, in fact, serving to our mutual uh, aim of going ahead. And uh, the moment we have, let's say, that one group has one type of difficulties, the other other type of difficulties, we have to accept that it's difficult for all of us. 
And I should be concerned with uh, the fact that uh, a young Ethiopian student feels that police can be more suspicious towards him than towards the others. That's my own problem. And uh, uh, it's my problem not because uh, Jews in America uh, are looking for the cooperation with Black Lives Matter and uh, go to some strange extreme saying that, well, we as American Jews cannot be uh, part of this great struggle for social justice. We don't need to be American Jews. We, we know how social justice is in the base, in the very idea of, of uh, Jewish role, in, uh, Jewish and Israel role in this world. But we have to be actively involved every day in this problem. So that's one of the... Uh, uh, the examples how first step is to give enough place to the other, and the second is how to understand that the problems of the other are your problems. Wow, great. Okay. Well, now, what Rabbi says, yeah, no, yeah, what I, I'm no, talking no, no, about, I'm a simple dissident. You are, are a right. No, 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 you are <laughs> husband of Rabbanit. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we both are husbands of Rabbanit Vital. So oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a special, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, it's amazing. You know, uh, Nathan, this, your um, perspectives immediately yeah. uh, take me to the uh, Second Temple period. Yeah. Second period of most of the Jewish people, we were um, one color, yeah. one culture, okay, one Torah. Yeah. Even though people hit Hate, hate each other, what call our sages sinat china. And, and, and one, each one can accept the others yeah. as a Jew, maybe as a Jew, yes, but as a, someone he equaled with him. And this is what the reason why Second Temple was destroyed and we went to the exile. And this is a miracle after at uh, uh, 2000 of exile, we here in Medina Tisrael. And now what's Rabbi Cook tell uh, in Hebrew, Knesset Israel, he tamzit kol havayakula. It's something is special that from all the world, a lot of colors, diversity, and, and cultures of Jewish people from all the world. And now we live in state of Israel, in Medina. And this is an amazing opportunity to learn from each other. And this is a very, very rich culture. A lot of diversity, colors. This is amazing. And I feel that, how say Nathan, if with the second Ethiopian there is problem with the police, it's not Ethiopian problem, it's my problem. And this is a solid solidarity. To say, no, 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 I'm, I don't care. No, no, no. We live in one sh ship here in Medina Tisrael. And it's, it's amazing, amazing. I think if we can understand that, that we have a, 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 a one, a, how do you say, destiny. Destiny. Destiny, one, one destiny. Goral, Yehud, in Hebrew say. Yeah. So I think it's very, very important. And we have opportunity uh, to learn from each other's 
you know, um, it's it's good. It's good. Um, I wanted to ask, especially with think, something that's happening at the moment in the world, uh, where we've seen a, again an increase of cases of, of the coronavirus, a new variant, and again we're seeing where many Jews in the diaspora today are disappointed, maybe even angry, that the Israeli government has decided to close off Israel for people coming from to visit, coming from Chutz Laaretz. So I was just wondering, for, obviously for the sake of us here in Israel, I was wondering your thoughts on that, what your take on that is. Is, is Israel, a, or how does Israel find the best way to be a country for its citizens, while also being for all Jews around the world? Well, that's challenge for us for all the times. So it's not connected to Corona. Uh, we, uh, how to keep dialogue, how uh, to keep uh, connections, how to have bridges open between those half of world Jewry that chose to live in the Jewish state and half of world Jewry which chose to live in different, mainly liberal communities. Uh, uh, Jewish communities all over the world. It's a big challenge. Uh, I tried to speak about it in my last book with Giltroy, uh, Never Alone. That on one hand, you're never alone when you're part of Jewish people. On the other hand, it is such a big challenge to overcome those gaps which uh, exist objectively. And uh, we have to work with this. And uh, no doubt that Israel do doesn't do enough and Israel is the initiator, is the center. Israel is where the real power of Jewish people is considered has to, to give more and more opportunities for the open dialogue and for the involvement of the Jews, not only to give their money, to, but to be involved in this, uh, de dealing with our problems. On the other hand, of course, the diaspora Jewry has to be much more uh, sensitive when they're taking any decisions about their own future, how it undermines or doesn't undermine their connection to Israel. As to specifically about uh, Corona, you know, I leave it to specialists. In fact, Israel, uh, in the previous government and this government, proved that it does know how to deal, uh, not worse, maybe better than any other country. But what is really very important that Jews who are sometimes close to their own home, there were three or four periods, or who are deprived of opportunity publicly to celebrate uh, Jewish holidays, or when they are deprived of the opportunity to travel to their friends or relatives in the other communities or from the other communities of Israel. Uh, first of all, it's not against them. If they feel themselves as they should, they're part of the world struggle where we can win our enemy only all together. So, and each of us has a function, has a soldier. We are soldiers, we are receiving orders. It should not even for a moment uh, uh, weaken our connection. You know, two years ago I didn't know what Zoom is. Today I'm uh, speaking Zoom dozens of times a day. Uh, I'm zoomed. I'm <laughs> <laughs> zoom zam. Gam zoom letova. Yeah, it's uh, oh, but uh, you know, even being in the punishing cell, I felt myself connected to all the Jews of the world, and, they, and KGB did everything to the, uh, to disconnect me. But I, I felt it. so today when 
okay, you are not physically capable to be present on this bar mitzvah of your grandchild, uh, but you have so many other ways uh, to, to be connected. Uh, also, it's, uh, as many people find out in these days, that it was a mistake that they didn't make sure that they have Israeli citizenship. No, no, wait, please, please, no. Please, thank you. I want to hear the... Yeah, they, no, 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 thank you, you are not. Thank you. You know, Arya, you ask about us, what's going on the corona period. I think these questions, first of all, connected to the... You can be forecasting the question before, and you ask how can Olim from the West and from the America, from all the world, from Ethiopia, come together to make a real change in Israeli society for the better, okay? You know, I remember, um, let me just say that a lot of people t- uh, speaking that the problem of Midnight Israel is racism, 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 okay? And I disagree with them. The problem is not racism. Racism is very, very superficial perspective. You know, to t- all the time the, the conversation is is a dichot- dichotomy. 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 Black and white. Uh, Muslim and Arab. No, the problem is more uh, complicated. Uh, brown and green. Uh, yeah, brown and green. <laughs> brown and green. <laughs> so uh, let me, when I uh, come to here, I even, I don't know, I didn't know how to use the bathroom. And instead to sit on the on the toilet, I stand up with my foot on the toilet. Yeah. Okay, how to use the bathroom, the light, to speak Hebrew? How do you say it in Yiddish? Gurnish mit Gurnish. And and today I found myself. I'm rabbi in Ashkenazi Shul. I am head of the international center of the uh, uh, for the study Ethiopian Jews in Ono Academic College, and. Uh, and this happened in Medinat Israel. How, how we can blame Israeli society as racism? And I think this, the secret of this, the, the, the plane is between love and fear. The problem in the basic, based on, on the love and fear. And I think what... Uh, um, you know, what happened in, in the corona period of time, and this is, rise up, all the problem, fear and love. And suddenly people say, oh, Haredim people, oh, this is a problem. Haredim people, they going to uh, killing us. Uh, oh, fear and love. You know, oh, sometimes they know, Haredim and Echulainim uh, and Arab people. So I think the problem is fear. When you met Haredim people, when you uh, develop a dialogue and you sit together around one table and we know, and you know, the Haredim people, Ethiopian people. So I think if you believe yourself, you take responsibility and know all the time you blame, blame the others, okay? Who, you belong to us or the others? And this is, I think, it's, it's very, very important. Because sometimes it seemed to me mm-hmm. that fear, uh, how do you say, win love. Mm-hmm. 
And this is all the time the plane is yeah. between win and love. And I, I, I can't tell you, Nathan, that my love to the others, yeah. to the Israeli society, is, took to me all the time to take responsibility and never to blame. And I think it's very, very important. So the question is today, the question of fear and love and responsibility. And, 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 and we, you know, how do you say in Hebrew? We want to look at someone now. Who is You have to take responsibility. And, and to take, how do you say? In English, uh, conversation of blame, blaming. Right? Or blaming, yeah. 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 A blame game. A blame yeah. game, blame yeah. game. Yeah. To blame, and we have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, to, uh, to um, uh, how do you say, we have to pass from the blame uh, game yeah. to the uh, uh, responsibility game. Yeah. Well, I have to say from in my other uh, involvement, fighting anti-Semitism, I have to say that uh, there are so many people in the world who are obsessed with how to blame Jews for everything that happened just now, the last thing, Corona, how to blame them about Corona and everything. And we are always uh, helping to these people because we are blaming one another, accusing blame game, accusing one another and the most awful things. And all our enemies have to do is simply take the blames of one uh, camp and to blame everybody and then to take the blame of the other camp and to blame everybody. So let's not make them uh, work easy, let's blame ourselves. Of course, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I want to tell you, Nathan, it was my, it was amazing opportunity to meet you here. Wow, this is a miracle. And uh, and uh, just uh, you know, this is a dialogue. Dialogue. I'm always Every I'm always very wow, glad wow. to see you because it reminds me also about the great miracle of Jewish states yeah. and at that unique moment when I first came to Ethiopia with Operation Shlomo, and each time when I was there, and once I was there with Rabanita Vital. <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. my Vital, not yours. But, uh, uh, because she also wanted to touch the history. You're really touching the history, you see. How, how it, this unbelievable force of magnet of Israel of gathering of exiles works through thousands of years, especially nowadays. Yeah. And our Nathan, one Haredi, Chosid Gur, yeah. He told, I, I began to speak with him in Yiddish. Yeah. And he was in shock. He said, Oi, oi, Weizmir. read Yiddish. <laughs> and his friend, and his friend, he know me. Yeah. No, no, no. I know him. He's a Schwarze mit Avaisenishume. Maybe I am a Schwarze mit Avaisenishume, and you are Avaise mit so we close the circle, we close the circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably best uh, yeah. for our ratings if we don't necessarily translate that. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 the only thing left for us uh, to uh, say. Uh, you think you'll have problems <laughs> with Well, we don't have to be politically correct in this. No, 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 <laughs> no. Exactly. We are uh, <laughs> straightly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think what's left to say is, is uh, first of all, a huge thank you to both uh, uh, Sharon Shalom and to Nathan Sharansky uh, for giving us the time. Um, I think the best episodes of the current podcast um, are perhaps the ones where Arie and I don't speak very much, um, but we've been incredibly privileged to, to sit here and, and witness the conversation between the two of you um, and getting a couple of questions ourselves as well. Um, and so thank you so, so much. I mean, the, the two of you, and, and as uh, you both said, um, you know, just the, the four of us sitting around the table um, is a representation of something miraculous, something amazing. Um, I certainly have a sort of a new appreciation of the privilege um, that I have to be raising a family here in Israel. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope all of our listeners, those who, as Ari put it, are Olim um, and are potential Olim, um, have enjoyed our conversation um, and we hope you have a, a new appreciation uh, for what is so special uh, about the state of Israel. Um, and so thank you both so much Thank for joining you. us. And don't forget to sell as many books as possible of Rav Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And also your book <laughs> here. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Hine Matov Uma Naim Shevetachem Gemachat. Hine Matov Uma Naim Shevetachem Gemachat. Hine Matov Shevetachem Gemachat. Well, that's it for this episode. We had such an amazing time sitting with Natan and Rav Sharon, and we hope that the inspiration and fun of the conversation came through to you listening. Yes, and if you'd spoken to us a year and a half ago, um, before we started the current podcast, we never would have thought we'd be able to sit with Rav Sharon Shalom and Natan Sharansky talking about their journeys to Israel, forcing us to consider our own journeys here. Um, it really was an incredible experience and I think something that we'll never forget. Uh, having said that, as usual, if you'd like to contact us, you can reach us on social media at Karen Publishers or via email podcast at karenpub.com. And you can get 10% off Rav Sharon Shalom's brand new book, Dialogues of Love and Fear, and all other titles exclusively at karenpub.com with code podcast at checkout. Finally, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the current podcast wherever you're listening uh, and make sure to share it with at least two friends. We've started the season with two really great episodes uh, and we can assure you that there are more to come. So feel free to spread the word. We will be back in two weeks with another episode of the Quarren Podcast. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>